Hey, good evening, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to 22 Now on Area 22 Productions. I am your host. Of course I am. There is no other here on this show. It's just me and my guests. And tonight we have an amazing guest. It's a pleasure. It really is. We have an amazing guest tonight, and it's such a pleasure. We've been waiting for this for quite some time now. Um, she's an, an accomplished singer. She's an incredible songwriter. She is also the daughter of parents who are also incredibly talented and very close with us. All right. Everybody, welcome Michelle Ojeda, better known as Melody Mortal. Yeah. Yes. I do like that. I, I do like that. I love that name. That's so dastardly. You know, makes I you want, sound, yeah. Makes I you wanted sound it to like sound it. like a first and last name, and I wanted it to have five syllables. <laughs> you actually <laughs> thought about that? Five syllables. <laughs> yeah, five syllables, like Marilyn Manson. Twi- right. Marilyn, like I always thought that sounded cool, like a like a like I says a stage name. So it's like a. It just it just makes you sound like evil side, sort of like, you know, like dark sided. But it's two juxtapositions because you have the melody part and the mortal, and it's yeah, right. all. It's it's all twisted together in duality, so that's kind of all part of it as well. It's great, and then the uh, the actual cartoon um, drawing of you, yes, makes you evil looking, and then all of a sudden here you are on TV, a gorgeous woman. <laughs> what is that about? That's that's great. It really is great. I'm not complaining about it. But here we have you sitting here smiling and and uh, you know blowing everybody away with your beauty and of course talent. I think that's how it's all a part of it. It's just the the opposite, the yin and the yang, you know. And I am in real life like a total goofball. Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm I'm fun and very like out there. I'm loud and like I just think my the melody mortal persona is like all of my fears and grit and like resentment. Like it all goes into my music. So it's just. The, the a different version of like maybe my alter ego in a way. Wow, it, and it and it shows because of course I know you your whole life like this even as a little little baby, right? I mean that's I was around when you were born. <laughs> I know exactly. It's, it's amazing to see you now like this, and uh, just the the persona that mentally mortal brings out. Because I know you well, you know it's like you know Mark the Animal Mendoza. I mean, but that's who yeah. I really am. <laughs> I mean, there's no, right. there's really no difference. Everybody complains about me, so it's, it's fine. You know, Laura's saying yes, you're right, but uh, <laughs> but it it is it's great. I love the pers- the persona that you've developed and put into the songs, and especially the video that you made. We made that video. Yep, it's totally guerrilla style. Um, I made that video in where I, to be honest, like where I go for a hike with my dog in, in the hills of Calabasas and Malibu, Malibu, you know, all over here. I was going to ask I, you about that. I made, yes. I made the, co- I had, cause I work in costumes. I had people make the costumes for me. I gave them the idea and I had them made for me. So it's all custom. And I really wanted to create characters and a dystopic Western 
and um, a femme fatale, so to speak, idea. And in the video, the the hero Melody Mortal that she's more in, um, I say she, but me in um, like the nude ivory kind of fairy tale esque mm-hmm. represents peace and tranquility, but it, but really. Um, and I'm saying I'm bad man Sam. I'm getting away. Like I'm getting away with all this stuff. Like I'm a bad, you know, bad man Sam. And I and I twist the whole. I'm calling myself a man, twisting the you know, gender perception of it. And like, like then at the end you see the Black Widow version of me. But really, the bad man Sam is the Melody Mortal hero, like the white. That's in you know, and that's why in the beginning when I'm looking at myself in the mirror. It's all, it's all connected to this duality I'm speaking of. So, Bad Man Sam is you. Is Melody yeah, Mortal. Yeah, Bad Man Sam really, is me. He really is. Is Melody Mortal. In a caricature. In a caricature. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. You know, I watched the video a number of times and listened to it. I didn't. I thought you were talking about someone else, but you're not. Yeah, that's, it's that's really me. People think it's a cover too. Like they think I covered some song. And I'm like, no, I wrote that. That no. song's about my neighbor. Like, um, my uncle Rick is sick of my shit. Is Uncle Rick is my landlord? I lived in a in a in a studio apartment in WeHo, in West Hollywood. Right. And I had a neighbor who. This is a crazy story. I had a neighbor who went outside drinking all night girlfriend breaks up with him he lived across the hall from me and he went outside with a gun not loaded waving it around drunk because he was like all fucked you know messed up and trying to like (laughs) comes back in the apartment i'm from home to swat team helicopters i thought they were like filming a movie and my landlord is sort of a valley cowboy. He is like a, a, a renegade, outlawed man, and at the time, and so he tried to get the police to like go around the back. I'll tell you where to go. Like it was crazy. They, the guy finally surrendered, and I wrote "Bad Man Sam" in the whole. The moment I got in my apartment, the whole song came out. Wow. I, I heard the dun 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 because that's what my day and I'm like, so Uncle Rick is sick of my shit. He said, "Son, it's time for you to go because I've been gun slinging for too long on account of whiskey and rock and roll." It's literally a true story. Like it ha- like it's a yeah. And then my landlord like kicked him out, evicted him. It was like a whole thing. Wow, that's. Uh, what hell of a story that I mean it's true about where where you lived at the time if you see helicopters and police cars and SWAT teams you're not sure if it's a movie or no yeah I've seen it myself in in, in LA right yeah and you see helicopters all the time like when I moved from the east coast I was like what the why are there helicopters everywhere like it's such a normal thing that's just how it's a whole thing here with that but then I totally thought and then I called my landlord Rick because I thought they were after him (laughs) and I'm like Rick you don't come home they're coming for you he's like Mo, what are you trying I go by Mo, like a nickname Mo, what are you talking about Mo and I'm like I'm at Home Depot buying blinds and I'm like you then okay then you gotta come here quick because something's going down and it was like we found out it was the na- our, our our the tenant in the building it, like I literally could not make this up like that's exactly how I wrote Batman Sam. So not that we want to concentrate on your crazy neighbor, but 
Did he get in trouble for the whole thing? No, he didn't. Because what happened was the way they got him out was the ex-girlfriend FaceTimed him and and talked him into like <laughs> coordinating with the cops. And he came back out of jail like the next day. I don't know how in God's, I mean, well, you know, he, he, but my landlord, him, he had a whole fight in the front lawn and he ended up evicting him somehow. I don't know. Cause my landlord's a little, he knows how to like do those things and he got him out. <laughs> so he was living there for, and I didn't talk to him or anything. I was so mortified. So did, did he actually go to court for that stuff? I oh, think yeah, he no. did go to, I think he did end up going to court, but like all, there was nothing to be charged because he like didn't do anything and he didn't end up like assaulting anyone. He just was like, you know, walking around, like he didn't shoot, shoot anybody or anything. It just was like a disturbance or I think he got like a disturbance charge or something. I don't even, <laughs> I, I still actually don't know. I tried Googling it like a few it, years ago, I but I thought, like, well, yeah. what happened to this guy? Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't want to harp on that. I mean, it's really about you. But that's a great story. You know, that's important that you said that because the key point here is that you went inside when it was all over and you wrote the song. I wrote the whole song. Bad Man Sam. And I heard this dooming, like, weird piano. Um, and I'm like, I went by that, like the dun, 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 dun. And I had like, I pressed the, cause I can't really, I could play a little bit, but I had, I had a keyboard in my apartment and I was like, I've been a bad, bad man. Dun, 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 and the boys in blue going to take me away. Like it's a great story. <laughs> it's the whole, it's the, and then in the, in the, in the bridge, it's like, I will go out in glory for everyone to see my woman's left because I can't be the man she needs. It's about the ex-girlfriend, like with the FaceTime and like, yeah, wow. it's, it's, it's actually a real story. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. That's why I write in a man's perspective because it was like, a, I was like, I also thought it would sound cooler. Like if I've been a bad woman, like is not as cool to me. I mean, for some reason, I think it's a little more edgy to say I've been a bad man and oh, sing yeah, it as, yeah. as a, a woman. Like, uh, and, and it was a guy, it was like, I was like, and I'm just writing in like, I guess in like a male's perspective or something like it, it's really, it's very interesting. Yeah. So, so me being in music for the last 142 years, you know, I have a lot of crazy <laughs> stories, but that's, one of the craziest I've heard. You can't make this stuff up. This is you can't. You cannot. Yeah, and this, you know, amazing. things happened to me when I first moved to LA that had never happened to me when I lived in New York. Like a, a woman on meth attacked my car the second month I was here, and my my boyfriend at the time he had I picked him up from rehearsal. We had like an amp. We had a little Fiat. There was like an amp between us, and he's like, "She's on meth." I watch Breaking Bad. We have to get out of here. And I'm like, what? And like, I'm like reverse it. I'm like, she's like, she's like had a pair of scissors and she's like zombie apocalypse, like rocking to my car. Like it was like, what a warm welcome. Like it was just the weirdest. And so this incident happened. I mean, I think I lived in LA for like a year or two, very new to LA. Like I wrote Badman Sam so many years ago. I, I think I wrote it in like 2013 or 2014, but I had that song and I had a lover, my other, this other song I have in my back pocket for years. And at the time, I was co-writing and 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 uh, with 
like a music friend of mine and a couple of like writers in LA and Halsey was new and Banksy and Billie Eilish was coming up so all this like sad girl dark pop stuff was coming out and I was like obviously into this like pseudo like gothic Wednesday Adams vibe but like I just okay maybe that's me and I f- wrote all these songs like in that world and I had Francesco my husband make me I think I had so many versions of Badman Sam because that's first Badman Sam was almost like a white stripe song like straight rock like, dink, 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 like a snare and a, and, a, and a hit that was it and like super simple super minimal and I was like trying to find my sound and figure it out and I had all these pop songs and I was like I can't do this this is not my spirit. This is not where I come from. I come from rock. Like I need to be, it needs to say whatever my name is and rock artist. It cannot say pops, pop principle, whatever. There's nothing wrong with pop music. I love pop music, but it's like, I needed to, so I restarted over and it was like years of having all this repertoire. And I started back from square one. That's why like Batman Sam is such an old song and it took me so many years to curate that sound. Um, and that's kind of how it happened. It's just like a weird loop around. So, yeah. It, it, the story that you just told us and the whole thing that you went through explains a lot of how the song goes. It does. Now, I understand a whole bunch of it. Not that I didn't before, but it was just an entertaining song with a great feel. What a great feel on that song and a a, a tremendous vocal performance by you and a performance by you because not only are you singing or telling a story, but you're moving and going around the field as you know, a, a explaining the song and having parts to do with it. So <laughs> I, how many times have you ever said, told this story about your neighbor and how you wrote the song? Have you ever told that? I've, to- I've told a few people. Um, and it's a very, like, I, I gave you, like, I feel like I, I've shortened it over the years because it used to be very long winded, but like, it, it, like people were like, this is a real story. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is, this is totally this totally happened. This totally happened. Like this is real life for sure. And I always wanted to make music that had like a cinematic, like a Danny Elfman, um, yes. Batman vibe. Yes. Yes. Um, and I, and you know, my dad, I kind of grew up like, do you remember Dr. Demento? Of course. Of course. Dr. Demento. So I wanted to make music that kind of sounded like it could be on a Dr. Demento radio playlist. Yeah. Like that was- modern. And when I was, you know, creating my the sound we were doing all this straight rock stuff and rock now is kind of sad these days and you know the sound of rock is like a weird hey hey clippity clap clap and like a and like a like a guitar with like a bypass filter and like a stupid tambourine like i just like (laughs) it's a great way to describe it And it's just like, that's not rock. Like, that's not real rock. And the rock people, like, I grew up with rock music. And even, like, when I was, like, middle school or high school, like, the Foo Fighters, Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, you saw rock people. And now I don't really see rock people. What do we have? Like, Manskin, which is, they're cool. They have a cool look. But, like, it's so curated where I was like, I want to make a cinematic 
quirky, different approach to rock because I don't, because everything in rock's been done. The ACDCs, the kisses of the world, I, I need to like kind of create my own lane. And I need, I wanted to have cool sound effects, Danny Elfman strings. And I really thought about, like, I really researched, like, what do I like in music that I listen to? Why do I like this song versus that song? Is it this snare versus this synth pad? Like, I, so yeah, that's kind of how it all happened with creating the sound for Badman Sam, especially. And I started there. So when I, figured out my sound i kind of went from Batman sam and like trickled down the um the production the audio and video production it really is top notch on Batman sam it really is top notch i mean uh i believe francisco produced the whole thing didn't he we do it to, we do it together so basically what i do is i write the song i sketch it out on like a jaw on like our jaw and I sketch, I pick all the sounds, I pick the snares, I pick the hi-hat, I pick everything. And then oh, he comes okay. in because I have crazy ADD. So he's a Virgo and like very straight. He's also Italian and like classically trained, incredible musician. So he's just like, okay, brain, like Michelle's brain, we're going to like make this make sense. So then he like takes everything and I have it all linear and he's like, okay, I see what you want to do. It's a little ADD. And I'm like, I know, like you'll fix it. Like you'll do the things. And then he's like, and he's also like an engineer. So I'm really lucky that I, I always wanted this. I always wanted to have a partner that I could create music with. So if it ever like blew up, we could like tour the world together and like, or, or just like work together, you know, in, in, in a cool way. It's like, that's the dream, you know, and, um, with your, your family. And, um, so he takes the music and then I'll tell him what I want to do. And he'll, will come up with, I come up with the guitar parts and he's, he's not a guitar player, but he'll play on like a MIDI keyboard and we'll have like a, a guitar player play the parts. So I had my, I had asked my dad, can you play the solo on Badman Sam? Yeah. And it was really funny. Cause like, you know, my dad's like, yeah, of course I'm going to do it in like two seconds. Like I'm a freaking pro. And then like, <laughs> I love it. You're imitating your father. Oh, I know. He's going to kill me. He hates I when love, I do that. I, I don't love even, him, he might I hate swear when I, I love him. You know that. I love your parents. Yeah, we really love it. Love we love it. Eddie O is the best. But, like, you know, he's like, so then he, like, couldn't, he, like, was trying to do all this fancy schmancy stuff. And my, Francesco's like, Eddie, just do it in GarageBand. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> my dad recorded it in freaking GarageBand. Garage okay. Okay. And, like, it sent it. It sent it to Francesco. Francesco edited it. We sent it to our mixing guy. We have a really great mixing guy in Italy, Andrea Fusix Studio. I shouldn't. I'm giving you my my spilling my tea, but like, <laughs> he's an incredible mixing engineer. And I oh I was that's the thing. If I was gonna put something out, I really wanted it to sound undeniable. It does. And and be impactful. And um, so we, I mean, we went through like seven versions. I think I went through seven or eight versions of, of, of just the mixing for Badman Sam. Because we, we, you know, we were learning along the way. Like when we got the first mix back, we were like, oh, you know, we have to tune the guitars a little bit here. We kind of like, uh, you know, missed some things. Like maybe we weren't quite ready. You know, when like the first thing you ever do, you're like, you go through the gigs and you kind of learn what not to do next in a way. Like, so... 
then the next time you do it, it's much easier. You've, you've, you've gotten a, at a better habit at it. I have so much that I want to ask you, and we'll get to it. But since we've been talking about a lot about this song since we started, um, I'd like to play it for everybody watching. Um, it really is an incredible production. It's it's amazingly put together. Your 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 acting in it is incredible. The sound, the tones. Now that you're telling me you're picking all the sounds in the song, I'm like, yeah, you go, Michelle. You go. <laughs> it's great. No, I mean it's it's great. I mean that's what I do. And you know, and you're you're. Uh, it it really is fantastic. So, uh, Stephen, are we ready to go on that? I get the thumbs up. All right. So everybody, <laughs> Melody Mortal. Melody Mortal, as we say, right? With Bad Man Sam. Check it out. We'll be right back after that. I've been a bad, bad man. And the boys in blue gonna take me away. I've been a bad, bad man, Sam. When the devil calls Jesus to pray. incredible Woo! really was phenomenal um of course i've watched it before but you know we got the whole audio everybody working here is clapping laura and steven it really is it's impressive it's incredible and i'm not saying that just 
it's groundbreaking. It really is. It, it's and it's great to hear the story behind it. Not only your neighbor, but how you constructed the song and how you wanted it to come out and and how you did the video. Um, everybody is going to love that. It's without a doubt is going to love that. Um, do you have? I know you have two other songs that you've recorded that I know about. The three other songs, right? Yes. Three other. Yeah, songs. And, they're, and they're out. And yeah. Are there videos to them? There's no videos to them. Um, I have new music that I'm working on okay. um, right now. I just tracked guitar for it. Um, I'm going to try to put it out, uh, I think, at the end of the month or early April. Um, the song is really cool. It's a kind of, it's very similar to Bad Man Sam and Oh Lover. Um, it's called Cut to the Chase. And um, almost has like a... My Chemical Romance vibe to it, and because um, you know, I also grew up on like 2000s pop punk, and mm. a lot of my music is also very inspired by that. I mean, I am like a elder emo, as they say, which is like <laughs> in, in, embarrassing, but like, yeah, of course, um, you know, so very much of my music inspired by that. So I kind of want to like because I was in a make music videos for I have a bunch of ideas for those songs, but um. I think I'm going to make a music video with the newer stuff coming out. Okay. So uh, what inspired you for um, Mama Deer? Wh wh where'd that come from? So Mama Deer, truth be told, is... <laughs> Here we go. It's Be Cruel to Your School. If you think... If you listen to Mama Deer... I did. It is Be Cruel to Your School. It's darker. It's like a different... But I... So Be Cruel, okay, this is really funny. I always loved that song, Be Cruel to Your School. I always wanted to make a song, uh, and that, that video is kind of sickening. Like, your guys are zombies in a high school, and this was probably, I don't know, post-thriller era, like, or, yeah. and the idea of being, dealing with, like, teenage angst and s speaking about, like, I don't want to deal with this, and... I wrote a song that I always wanted to write a dark doo-wop song, like a version of that, but like maybe about something heavier, like misogyny or something. So that is literally the, I was watching, uh, I was watching something on Netflix and I top lined over, like um, there was something in the background of the song that like I top lined over. A top line is like a silly word that, people use and like they're singing over this melody exactly so um i had mama dear can you help me i'm afraid of the world and it like all came out and i i think i guess i i guess i wrote it about myself as a, a woman and just dealing with societal societal norms and not wanting to break the mold and um i it was almost like i was talking to my parents about it like I'm doing everything right. I don't understand. Like why don't they like me? I'm. I. He told me to smile. I'm smiling. And there's these things about like being a woman that you deal with that it's different that than men and or, or or other things. And you know, I just feel like I really wanted to put that in a song, but not make it so obvious. Like not and not make it like sad girl. Like, oh, feel bad for me. Like, I'm so poo-poo. Like, I, I don't want to make music like that. I want to make 
I want to make music that, like, for women, it's empowering and it's not like he broke up with me. I'm what am I gonna do? Like, I don't. I don't write self-deprecating music. So um, that's really what Mama Deer's about. And like the second verse, if you hear like the like these like weird like you know saxophone parts and like. Right. It is, it is, it is literally be cruel to your school. If you compare both of those songs, it's kind of like a different version of it, but it's very similar. That's literally where I got the inspo from. Right, but the 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 lyric the lyrics and the melody line are not like be cool to your school. No, they're the not. Feel, the no. feel is. The feel, the feel is. is. Yeah, the feel is, and that that's brilliant. You know, uh, songs. Just about every song tells some sort of story. And it's it's amazing how you describe your music exactly how it comes across, okay? And maybe we didn't know the full the full story behind Bad Man Sam, and you told it, but just watching the video and listening to the audio on that song, which I did while I was driving a bunch of times, just hearing the audio, um, dead on target for you, really, with what you do and how you explain it. It really it really is. And uh, I want to I want to just take a little sidestep from this for a second. And um, uh, your father and your mom are extremely talented people, extremely. And obviously, it all translates down through you. But the thing I wanted to ask you about and not spend a lot of time on is, what's it like having Eddie Ojeda as a father? <laughs> there goes the left. You know, it's actually really fun. It, I'm sure it is. It's really fun. It's also, I w- I'm really lucky because when I was finding myself, I feel like when I got to call, when I got into like my early 20s, I was like, who the F am I? What do I want to say? I was trying to find myself. And I had parents who really looked at me and let me do whatever I want. And I felt like deep down I was an artist. And I looked to my parents for inspiration and was so grateful that they were artists too. And I felt like, oh, these are my people. And I connect with my dad. I'm very like I'm very different than my dad, but we're also kind of very similar in some ways. And I really am my father's daughter. I'm also Clara's daughter. Like I have a Clara side to me. Um, but my dad is so. My dad is actually very like. He doesn't show it, but he's such a like sensitive man. Like so like deep. Yes. Yes. And maybe he yes. doesn't like verbalize it, but he feels so deeply. Yes. And, and he's like kind of can be like as easy as he is he can be complicated and these this dynamic is so cool because like i like spending time with him i like talking to him and i think a lot of my dad's a lot of my inspiration from my music comes from my dad i mean like i think that's why melody mortal so like vengeful and has this sense of like maybe resentment because when I know for many years, my dad, you know, it, it was a long way to the top, you know, to, to get within the road to rock and the ups and the downs. And like the, I've seen my dad at his lowest and is at his highest. And when I got to see you, him, you guys go back together as a band, I mean, to see my dad be fully 
Eddie, like fully who, how he felt in his identity, like who he was. I'm so grateful I got to experience that. Um, and you know, you guys coming back together in 2000, you know, after in 2001, in the early 2000s and having that whole resurgence and I'm blessed that I was like, got to see you guys perform on in the wings. Like even in, like, I got to see you, like you got you guys even in England and like, you know, seeing that side. Cause you know, in the UK and, and Europe fans are very different than American fans. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great. Like, I'm really lucky I have the parents I have. And, you know, even with everything that's been thrown at us, um, I just, I just feel so grateful that like, they always let me, they were always like, let your wings fly, butterfly. Like that's kind of how they were with me. Sure. Sure. And, um, the the one other part about this, and then we're going to move on to some more music. Um, your father, your mom's obviously, I mean, I, if everybody doesn't know, an extremely accomplished opera singer. She's got a voice that is tremendous. I, I mean, just soulfully tremendous in opera. And your dad, of course, we know his talents, man. He's just an amazing guitar player. He is an incredible arranger. You know, to yeah. arrange songs. He's an amazing arranger, which a lot of people don't know about him, but I do know. And um, and of course, he comes up with with fantastic ideas for songs and parts of songs. But your dad is, and you know what it's like hanging around with Twisted Sister. It's a rough crowd, right? I mean, even Mike Portnoy always says you guys are a rough crowd. But you grew up around the band. Your father is probably the funniest guy in the band. He's really funny. I know. And so I was like, he's actually really fun. Like, he's a. That's why I'm kind of a goofball too. Like, I'm totally magooey. Like, he's he's a he's a magoo. Like, it, it, it's it's just I say that with love, but like, it's like we have that same thing. Like. <sighs> Total goofball, like really funny stuff. Like I could talk about my music and be all whatever, but I also am like a total nerd in a way. Like, but yeah, he is hilarious. He, my dad. He, is, uh, he has a delivery that could rival <laughs> the best stand-up comedians. He really, and a lot of most people don't know that about him. But you know, we'll be we'll be backstage. We'll be backstage. We'll be in the dressing room. We'll be in an airport with something, and we're all picking on each other and then when you when your father gets involved he nukes the situation he just he shuts everybody up by what he says it's just it's over it's done yeah it's like a one line yeah right one line delivery three words he ended the war he just said yeah and totally it as a comedy thing because there's no real war going on with us it never is the comedy is unbelievable and he just says the funniest things and a lot of it just has to do with his delivery. So, um, and I've, I've heard some stories where he bothered you comedic, comedically as you were growing up. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, me, me and my dad drinking martinis together, it's like talking to, I feel like I, when we, when we were like in Vegas and stuff, we have like our, our martinis and like our, you know, whatever, we're hanging out. It's like, I feel like, I'm talking to maybe it can feel like he's talking to me. Like he's probably feels like he's talking to himself, but like 30 years ago. 
sometimes. And when we when we argue, <laughs> it's really it's really bad because it's like I'm arguing with a version of myself that's like in like a, a older per, like, and he's like a t- arguing with like a younger. It's like it's crazy. Like it gets wild. But then my dad is so like he'll always. The, the thing about my dad is he'll oh he'll knock on the door and be like, hey hey Michelle. I'm like, can I talk to you for a minute? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I'm really, I'm really sorry. Like, I didn't mean what I said. Like, he always kind of like as a dad, like with a dot, like like he always like will if right is rights and wrongs is wrongs or whatever how you want to say it. But like he'll always, he always like eases the the tension and he just takes the high road. And I don't know if it's because like I'm his only daughter, but like I just feel like he. He's always good, been good like that, and I've always admired that about him. Like no matter what goes down, he's like, "It's gonna be all right." Like I got you. Well, I don't want to harp on this completely. I just want to say uh, one more thing: that your parents uh, are brilliant people. They're great people. I know them both extremely well, and I love them and I miss them because I haven't seen them in a long time. And. Uh, you know, your mom is so respectful of everything that goes on and everybody around her. And your dad is just uh, a great guy, man. He's just a, just a great guy and extremely talented. And obviously, it all culminates right there with you. <laughs> obviously, it really does. It, no joke, it really does. Um, want to go on with a, a couple other things real quickly. We don't have to get too much into it. But, um, oh, love her. Is it, yeah, it, it, that song is kind of brutal. The, <laughs> the lyrics in the song, is that exactly what it is? Is that There's no meaning behind all of it? It's, okay, so the cover of that song the the um, is me. I had my friend draw. I said I told my friend I wanted my friend um, to draw me as like, it, like almost like an effed up Valentine's Day card. Um, it, it, it ha- okay, so All Lover happened, I was... Me and Francesco, it's a, we had a really bad argument, and I wrote this really effed up song. Like I'm like, okay, what if what if I what would like Beatrix Kiddo in Kill Bill? What would that be? Her wow. what 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 wow. would she say in this situation? Or like in and granted, like it's not like we probably fought about like what we bought at Trader Joe's. Like it probably it like wasn't even a big deal of a fight, but like I imagine i just like went in this really weird headspace and i and i also grew up with like you know lady gaga you know if you look at the paparazzi video and all these videos like she kills the boyfriend at the end and like there's all these like vengeance movies of like they kill the boyfriend at the end and like um and it's so funny because i wrote oh lover so like oh lover's been out for a while now and now there's an artist named seza who has a song named kill bill and it's like the collective conscious is real. Like it's kind of a similar concept. I mean, my song is totally different from hers, but I'm just trying to say like this idea isn't new, but I wanted to create um, like a nursery rhyme effed up Valentine. When shall we go? We're good, Stephen. Yeah. Just go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we were actually finishing up with old lover when we got uh disconnected there so we'll continue with that you were explaining to us the lyrics and where it came from 
Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wrote that song after a f- argument I had with my husband right. and I wanted to, it wasn't like a serious fight I think but I, I was just thinking I was thinking about like Beatrix Kiddo in in Kill Bill and like what song would she have written to her ex-lover that have wronged her and and like I also I the the cover of that song I wanted it to look like a, a, a an effed up Valentine's Day card um, so that's kind of like the idea, and and I I had I wanted to have this like a nursery rhyme quality to it. So it's like, what would you write to your lover that's wronged you in a Valentine's Day card? It's which is supposed to represent like happiness and love, but you're like talking about demise and vengeance and like I'm gonna get you kind of vibe. So and this idea, like I was saying before, it's not like a new concept, like. And I grew up with Lady Gaga, who, like, at the end of the paparazzi video, she, like, kills her boyfriend who tried to, like, poison her in their rich mansion. And, like, you know, and it's, like, this idea is just, it's not it's not new, but I just wanted to create a version of that to myself. It, uh, incredible. So it's amazing. And I've I written plenty of songs myself and um, assisted people with writing songs, you know, whether it was D or some of the bands that I worked with and been in. Um, and I can't say, I can't say that my thought process was anywhere near as deep as yours. You know, <laughs> if, if we could hook up, um, if we could hook up a video and audio to your brain as you're processing this, it would be a great movie. Yeah, I. It's a movie. It's all right? a movie, it and would, it would be an amazing yeah. series. Or you know, each song that you write would be a would be an episode. That's literally what I wanted. I wanted each what? song to be like a small movie, like I always envisioned worlds in my music. And I'm like, you know, people do tours and do a whole album. I'm like, each song is has to be a, an album. Like, has to represent the the beginning and the end. And I always wanted that in my music. This like epic, epicness, big, you know, villain era, cinematic quality, for sure. I I have to say that my thought process when I write songs, I tell a story and I enjoy telling the story, but I never. It's never cinematic. It's never that yeah. that deep. I mean, you you're actually really good, especially now explaining it at painting. A picture and a movie and and or something that's going on there you know whether it's just the lyrics the audio side but the video also and the, I, I bet you if we could just see the video in your mind it, it not that bad man Sam, it, Sam isn't great it's amazing but the rest of them too bad we couldn't just take that thought process and let it yeah. go because it would be a great video for each song the way you well, that it. song would be a really cool a really cool video yeah. I had an idea to do kind of like a Rocky Horror idea where I have a party and we're like you know it's a party for my lover but it's really like his you know or like i don't know maybe that's too much maybe that's too like american it would be like an american horror story like by but i would do it in a way where it's playful i think that's the thing about melody mortal it's kind of not to be taken so seriously it's kind of funny like my music is has a humor to it also and i think that there is if you take it too seriously and too literally you're gonna be like 
this is too much. But that's why I mentioned reference like Dr. Demento, because Dr. Demento has this playfulness to it and this complete quirky, out of the box, weird vibe. But if you take it seriously, you're going to be like, this doesn't make sense. But if you have the humorous uh, understanding of it, you're like, this is fun. This is funny. This is high energy. This is different. Through, and I can only, you're opening so many um, things that I think about and thought about and came up with ideas for. And now, you know, I'm kind of like, I got to start expanding this because I see things also. You know, there was a movie when I was younger and I was still in high school called Vanishing Point. Mm-hmm. And when I became a professional musician, I wanted to use, I had a storyline that wanted to use parts of that movie in a video. And unfortunately, Audio Slave beat me to it. The col- that's what I was saying earlier, like the collective conscious is real. Like, like I wrote, I wrote Bad Man Sam, and people people have knocked me because Billie Eilish has a song called "I'm a Bad Guy." I wrote Bad Man Sam years before, like I, that song. I wrote, I wrote Bad Man Sam, and like, like I said, like 2014, and like had to went through all this thing with my music and never put it out. It took years to put it out, and it's like the ideas are all in this collective conscious, and someone is going to do it, like, and it's going to be out there, and then. If you're thinking about it, someone else is thinking about it, and it's like really, it's really interesting. I have to say it. I'm going to admit it right here. You're giving me inspiration. Oh my gosh, that's cool. Do all the I things. Do. You know, I have people at my disposal, people in this room like Laura and Stephen, who can make these things happen with me. And I should use this talent. Yeah, uh, use your I, I just, resources. I've already thought of a few things, and I gotta. I'm gonna make a device that I can plug in, you know, yeah. right behind my ear, and pull all the ideas out of my head, and just make the video, and then Stephen will perfect it. That's what exactly. That's how it's done. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's already. That's how you just do the it. You de- the way you describe it, uh, just it, it blows me away. It really does. It blows me away. I want to ask you about one more song, and then we're going to talk about a few other things that I'd love to cover with you. Um, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is my one of my favorite songs. Wi-Fi is. Um, I wanted to write a dystopic. Uh, I wanted to write a dystopic breakup song in the near future like 2035 and i i actually really love dance music like edm i'm not gonna lie like i have this uh, this side to me right the rock side but i i when i go to vegas i'm going to like i see stevie okay okay like judge me all you want but like i'm a sucker for that stuff and i wanted to create like a like a different version of you know just like my pop rock dance version um and the lyrics to that song is are is really cool um i wanted it to sound really futuristic i was very inspired by the album danger days by my chemical romance which is also a very dystopic storytelling world um so when you listen to wi-fi it sounds like the you know you know the lithium is up can't charge my battery the teller told me the teller told me to shut up and overcharge my wiring virtual voices 
I rent inside my head keep downloading. Wow. So it's 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 like a it's like a what's the teller? The teller told me to shut up. Like it's a character. It's a character in some futuristic dystopic world. I don't it even works, know. It works incredibly well. I really love that song. It, it's a great I also was very inspired by um Brian Lynch is a content creator on Instagram who does because you know I love fashion also and he he does a lot of like this like runway runway fashion show kind of um imagery and he, he splices up pop culture mixed with um the runway and like does these kind of like very explicit videos of like you know different things happening in the in in pop culture currently and he uses this like these runway kind of sound songs so when you listen to wi-fi like the bpm is is a runway song yeah. like it's like do 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 it's a great workout song too or like a treadmill song maybe <laughs> running a treadmill like that's kind of what i wanted the bpm to sound like okay i also have to make uh one other uh thing that i noticed about your music that um part of the rhythm track is kind of reminds me of some of the middle eastern pop music that i hear oh interesting yes without a doubt you know, like when we traveled, especially to Europe, and you uh -huh. hear more of that, a lot more of that than you hear here. So when, you, when you're going through the channels or the radio stations or something online in Europe, and you're listening to um, Middle Eastern pop music, um, I'll have to point it out to you. And I, oh, I would love to hear. Yeah, I would love to hear that. that. The way the drums work. Doom, da -da, doom, doom, da -da, yeah. Doom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that to me. That I love a, I love a time signature change. Yeah, I, oh yeah, it, like it in, works well. The way like in arranging it. my music, I really think about like the whole the way what how it's moving. Where are we going? Like keep the energy up. Like that's that's definitely important to me. Well, it works extremely well, and uh, like I said, you are actually giving me inspiration uh, to uh, change and in uh, some things that I intend on doing already. So it comes out in a video a little bit better. And I may even ask you, see your advice on a couple of things. Would you do it? Are you kidding? Call me whenever you want. <laughs> at any time. Your, um, your uh, sense of fashion is incredible. Well, you know, thank you. The thank costumes you. in the video, um, the costume changes, the video, um, everything is amazing even look at you wearing now look at that is that a leather jacket it's a vinyl-y leather yeah okay. i got yeah it's a leather jacket with like a digital print it's yeah it's Colorful, fun amazing it, it kind of speaks your personality yeah definitely <laughs> i think i think clothing and costume is a shield of armor i think if you are having a really bad day and you have a good outfit on you can conquer the world like it's almost like a it's almost like a confidence shield and i think that's it's so important i think when artists have a costume because it like shields you and it create it puts you in this mindset and you know you guys had incredible costumes oh yeah and yeah. I, that is so important to me. Like costumes is so it's it's absolutely part of the story. Oh, it's, it helps tell the story. 
Yeah, it, it does. And uh, not, yeah, I, I, so I always wanted also to incorporate that in, into my music as well. Well, obviously, Bad Man Sam would not be the same storyline without those costumes, because besides the lyrics and the setting, mm-hmm. it tells a major part. It's a tremendous part of you know what goes on in the video and, and what the lyrics are trying to explain. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was the whole idea of it, you know, with um, uh, you know the two juxtapositions of like the hero, the hero Melody Mortal is like in the in the fairy tale esque and ba- counterbalancing the the Black Widow version of myself. Um, and mirrors in mirrors, like really represent the, the, you know, the the opposite of what you perceive and mirrors are also used so heavily in, in horror films. Oh yeah. Um, And I just wanted to create a really cool dynamic, like over the shoulder shot and like looking at yourself in the mirror, talking to yourself. Like, I think we've all experienced that and we're, talking to yourself out of things into things you know that's also kind of what batman sam is about it's like this story like how am i going to get out of this how am i going to like break through um so i i really wanted to create all all of those all those ideas together and i love props like uh, i'm a sucker for a good prop well so i have like a bunch of props in it and i just like i think i said earlier like i just wanted to make it look like like a western like a timeless western that i can pull off in a short amount of time and you know i had limited resources of like okay so like i should shoot it outside because i'm not going to have to really worry about the lighting um it'll look really cinematic and cool like that's kind of i always kind of saw batman sam as some sort of like western well it's interesting that the the outdoor well obviously the whole video is outside but um the what was in the background of course you explained to us where you were but it gave you no sense of time like yeah. there was nothing that said it was modern or done in the 1800s yeah that's you know? ex- yes and even even the sundial is not yeah modern, yeah it had a compass in there that was sort of modern so right right, right. those and then drives. like the the character it, who you know i had um it's also like the video is about to it's supposed to trick you like you like when the, the francesco well francesco's in the video it is yeah, what it course. is like yes. you know francesco is good sport but he i wanted to be like okay i want people to think the guy is bad man sam but really like the compass is supposed to represent question and i of identity and I throw the compass because I'm scared. I'm scared to face myself because I am bad man Sam. And it's like, that's kind of how I tried to like end that whole thing. Mind boggling that she's that deep <laughs> on the video of a song. <laughs> I was like, you know. But it's really simple. Like you gotta keep it simple and easy to, for people to just like pick up on little nuanced things. And like, or else like, it's too much, to, it's too hard. Like it's, it's gets to be too convoluted. So I just, you know. I don't know. I it just, y- y- the whole background to everything and how deep your explanations are is incredible. I never thought that deep about something. Not, not a lot of songwriting anyway, you know. Yeah. 
you know, it was like, uh, uh, you know, what makes a, a, a great pop song, you know, a great melody line and, and great lyrics, and it goes by in three and a half minutes. So, you know, what, you know, what makes a, a great country song, you know, my dog ran away, I lost my pickup truck, and my girlfriend left me. You know, Those I mean, are that's, songs. that's I, and, and I'm, I'm just saying I, I happen to love yeah. you know, country music and, and yeah. that's what we're talking about. But uh, it, it's yours is really deep. It's tremendously deep. It's great. Your explanations are incredible. I, like I said, I want to I want to I want to see the video as you're thinking about it, because that would be incredible if we could record something like that. I, yeah, I know. I'm like in the matrix, like just like yeah, right. in. in the matrix and then me into a chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible. It really is. And if you ever need me to play bass on something, I'll be more than happy to do it. I might take you up on that. Yeah, only if you need it. I'm not pushing myself on. Yeah, you. no, I do. I know. Well, I thought about it. Yeah, I'll let you know because yeah. this new song. I have, like, I'll let you know, because I'm like, oh, and again, I could. Not necessarily. I'm just offering. You don't have to take me. Yeah, I, totally. But I love what you do. It's incredible. Um, you are a product of your parents. No two ways about it. And it has been an honor to have you on this show tonight. It really thank is. you so it, much. I know. This was so cool. I'm, I'm really, um, thank you for the opportunity. And I always wanted just one person to listen to my music. And the fact that, you know, you're really connected to it and get it is so important to me. And thank you. Like, really, it's this really is, cool. This is not the last time that you'll be on this program. There's no two ways about it. You know, you come up with a bunch of more stuff. And, uh, and as you go on, more things will happen to you, hopefully all positive. And you can tell us about it, especially if you ever go out to do some shows or uh, you know, get into anything else in your career. Uh, you know, we'll always be pushing it here on this network. You can thank you so that. much. Yeah, I'll definitely keep in touch. I do have some things in the works, which is exciting. Um, like I, I manage myself, but um, I do have some sync opportunities and getting my music into some TV and film stuff. So I'll definitely keep in touch with you as that goes on for Are sure. You, you gonna come out with your own fashion line? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't, I'm more, I'm so used to working with like, um, like I like dressing people for the real world. I'm so used to doing that as well with like working in costumes, but I know I never thought about like actually doing like a fashion line. Well, your sensibilities are incredible. Thank you so much. It really is incredible. Oh, yeah. It really is. It shows, um, and uh, you know, a, a great personality, a great person. You know, coming from amazing parents, and uh, like I said, uh, this is not the last time you'll be on this show. That's for sure. Yeah, I can't <laughs> that's, wait. That's Definitely, sure. I would we'll love have to you come on back in the near future when you do some more stuff, and uh, hopefully, you'll get to do some live shows. Yeah, my plan is hopefully in August um, to do some live things and live live shows. It's hard to play shows in LA because a lot of it's pay to play. You got to have a certain amount of um, fans and you know people at the door and all that hoopla. And I also don't have music that's like come and like play in my wedding backyard and like you know I, my music's not like that it's well, not like that's not what you want either no <laughs> that's not what so i want like, 
it's like I need a stage, like I need a real setup. So, um, but I, I do plan to play. I think in the summer I want to play a sh- at least a show or two out out in LA or somewhere. I submitted to a few festivals. Um, ones in the UK. There's there's they're gonna you know I've been submitting to see. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I, I would love to play this live. This stuff live would be kick-ass. Yeah. I have all these ideas for the arrangement of how I would like open the songs and the transitions and what I would do, how I, how my band would be dressed. Like, yeah. Wow. So well-spoken too, right? <laughs> Just great. You know, I'm surprised I didn't curse. Usually, I'm like f bomb. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, not that we want you to, but you know, this is an airwave, so you can get away with some of that. Yeah, we don't totally. Encourage it, but if it comes through, you know, I have a lot of guys on this show who let it go all the time. You know, right? And of some course. Entertainers just can't get it out. Of, they can't leave it out. So. And uh, I don't know, once in a while they're on live radio or live TV, and I'm sure they get beeped and blooped all the time. Yeah, (laughs) totally. They speak, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Michelle, I want to thank you so much for spending an evening with us. It is fantastic. It really is. um, I've learned so much more than than I've known about you. I really have, and I've Thank known you. Thank you so much. So Same. This is so fun. I'm like, we should have. I wish we were together in real life. We could go out to dinner, have a kiki, like. Well, yeah. and, you know, it's. Uh, we'll stay in touch. We have your information, and uh, um, you know, I also want to say um, real quickly um, that the band was, you know, the guys in TS were very touched that because your father couldn't make it to the Heavy Metal Hall of Fame induction, that you came there and uh, just like Nicole. You know, spoke for AJ, and you spoke for your father Eddie Ojeda, and it was great having you on that stage. And what you said was so touching, and it was it was quite amazing. Yeah, it really was. It was an incredible evening. It was it was. Amazing. It was it was it was so like I just wanted to you know do my dad proud, <laughs> and it's so crazy because I felt so comfortable on stage with you guys. Like yeah. we, I don't know what it was, but I guess because I've just known you my whole life. Well, like, you're standing up there with a whole bunch of big brothers. Yeah, and I felt wrong. like I was with <laughs> versions of my dad or yeah. something. Like I was like, you know. That's. I, it was so interesting, and yeah, yeah. Um, I really got to, c- to connect with Nicole in such a special way. And yeah. I, I kind of told her at like, I think your dad is with us, because I connected with her in a way that like I probably, if my dad was there, I don't know if we would have had time to talk backstage. And I got a real glimpse of like, because that was the first time I saw someone else play my dad's guitar parts, like. And um, look, he's he's I, a great Keith is a great Keith, guitar player. Keith is great. He's yeah. an amazing guitar player. But just like the rest of us, it's not Eddie Ojeda. Okay? No. And I am not putting oh. Keith down. But you know, when I look to my to my right there and and uh, and mess around with Keith, it's not like messing around with your dad. I know. Yeah, yeah, it's not. So I mean, it still went over great, and everybody did a great job. And you know, Mike Portnoy, of course, fits right in. And we love him too. Uh, oh, for he's being amazing. There for us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great guy. And of course, one of the best in the world on the drums. You know, but we don't tell him that. Yeah. No. Not to his face. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't tell him that. <laughs> okay, Michelle. Thank you so much. And like I said, we will have you on again. 
in the near future, and you and I will talk about a few things, and uh, you know, I might just bounce some ideas off of you to see what goes on inside your brain. Call me whenever. I'm down. I can't wait to be back on the show. Thank you so much. No, thank you so much. Everybody, the amazing Rochelle Ojeda. Thank you. Everybody, thanks for tuning in tonight. It was a great show. I loved having Michelle on. Everybody, stay healthy, stay hungry, stay fit, and stay out of trouble. And we'll see you next week, Tuesday, 7 p.m., with another amazing show.